up welcome to episode 30 of throwback hoops my name is rob clayton and joining me as he always does is woody v woods how are you brother good robbie just uh was watching the uh, awards night the gazies right and see jalen adams my guy from the kings as mvp and keanu pinder someone who you know i admire a lot to win the most improved player just put a smile on my face man put a smile on say, my face safe to say you enjoy those award nights so yeah we should say literally the award night um coverage has just finished uh, we're yep. recording it's about eight o'clock on wednesday the 27th of april so we thought we'd come in on a wednesday this week talk a little bit about the award nights talk a bit of nba playoffs and of course you know a bit of an nbl playoffs preview which starts tomorrow night um we'll talk a little bit more about that and maybe the reason why we're wearing these jerseys as we yep. get into it for sure um look just the the usual guys um, where to find us if you want to watch the video we're on youtube please make sure you like and subscribe the podcasts are available wherever you know you usually get your podcasts um please make sure you like rate and subscribe those as well all right woods we might get straight into our jerseys though um yeah not very often that we sort of dress we look like you know twins at the sort of (laughs) mum and dad have dressed the same we do have different jerseys on here so why don't you take us away with your one yeah it's only fitting we wore these today brother so let me just stand up woody's standing up wearing the tasmanian jack jumpers Number zero, if that is a number, but he's wearing the number zero Macintosh jersey. Now, I know Woody was a, a big fan of this one. Yeah, liking that one, Woods. Yeah, man. And, you know, I always like to get, you know, somewhat of a random jersey every, you know, couple every year. I get a few of those, right? Yeah. So, uh, Mikhail McIntosh, you know, he really played his role on this Tasmania Jack Jumpers team this year. Mm-hmm. I said at the start of the season he'll fly under the radar, and he has. Um, he's had some fantastic games. In fact, uh, I think one or two uh, player of the game honors this year, yeah. uh, and he's been an able third import behind Majet and Adams, you know, and and by all reports, he's he's a favorite amongst his teammates and the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's given the JJ's nine points and four rebounds across the season, you know, and that's not too bad for a third import, you know, when you've got that third import re- uh, rule, you can have a role player in that in that in that position, and, and he's done a good job, and uh, he'll have a chance to prove himself um, in in the postseason now, man. So yeah. I've always been a fan of uh, the way he goes about his business, so, yeah. Good call. No, I like that one, mate. Um, well, look, I certainly like the random player jerseys as well, Woods. Um, so on that note, I'm hanging, whilst it's not a random player, it's very uh, old-school jersey there, I um, thought it was kind of fitting that I might hang up a Miami Heat and wear a Tasmania Jack Jumpers jersey tonight. So, obviously, Tasmania are the teams that made the made the, the top four over my Wildcats, which we'll talk a little bit more later. And, obviously, yep. Miami's just knocked our Hawks out today in a pretty dreadful performance by the ATL there. So, yeah, the jersey I'm rocking there, it's a very old-school Alonzo Morning Miami Heat road jersey from the year 2000. Um, as I said, no hard feelings towards the Heat um, for what they did today. Um, of course, we know Zoe was an amazing NBA player. A um, little bit of his resume there, Woods. Um, he was an NBA champ, of course, seven-time All-Star, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, two-time All-NBA player, Hall of Famer, won a gold medal at Sydney 2000, and that jersey hanging up right there is actually retired by the Miami Heat. So, yeah, shout out to Zoe there and uh, Georgetown alum. Who I know you know you I love all my Georgetown centers, bro. Boys. Yeah, yeah. you'd like that one. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, look, in terms of the jersey I'm showcasing today, um, look, I did think long and hard about this. I sort of had another couple of jerseys organized that I was going to wear tonight, but we thought we'd sort of just make it a little bit more sort of topical and everything else like Hell that. Hell yeah. Um, should say also to the viewers, I've had my jersey way 
longer than Woody's had his jersey, so obviously he's a bit of a copycat there. But oh, I think get I, out of here. What was that? I did, I did it with the Josh Green jersey. Yeah, you, ago, you right? did, so man. You I did. One, I was just about to say. Yeah. You like that one, right? Yeah. Um, so, look, I, I'll just stand up and show you this one and then tell you a little bit about who I'm wearing anyway. So, Robbie's wearing the Looney Tunes, same jersey as me, Jack Jumpers number two, floor general Josh Majette. What a leader he's been for that team this year. Um, yeah, I was just saying what a great leader Josh Majette's been for that team this year, Robbie. Yeah. Absolutely. And look, for people that don't know the whole story about Josh Majette, um, he's a veteran now. He's age 32. Um, he also played 18 games with none other team in the NBA than our Atlanta Hawks there, Woods. He did so indeed. Yeah. That was in 2018. Um, he certainly had a great year for Tasmania. I really like the way he plays. He's, he's very fun to watch. Um, it's funny, I was sort of looking through, as you do, Woods, at a few, some of his old box scores for the Atlanta Hawks today, and I was reading through the, the box score when he got his career high of eight against the Bulls in January 2018. My goodness, that was a crappy Hawks team back then, I tell you. That, that was only four years ago, but, geez, they had some random players. And I think they might have also been trying to break the record for most white guys on one team. They probably would have been trying <laughs> to break a Utah record. So very quickly, uh, what's the people I'm talking about there? So we had Ersan Ilyasova and Miles Plumley of all people, in the starting five. Off the bench, we had Marco Bellinelli. We had Mike Moose Mascala. We had Luke Babbitt. Don't call him Rabbit. And then we had Josh Majette. So... Quite unbelievable there. It's not something you see on a lot of teams and probably no surprise the Hawks were uh, pretty ordinary that year. Um, so, look, that's a little bit about um, Josh Majette there. Now, with all these late changes, Woods, I wasn't sure if I had a bobblehead. You know I don't have a Josh Majette bobblehead. I'm not sure if they ever made one. But I do have a bobblehead of the man whose jersey I'm hanging. So there's the great Alonzo Zoe morning bobblehead wearing his white Miami Heat home jersey there. So... Another one of those stadium giveaways as I like to show off. Love it's a nice it, looking one, isn't it? Yeah, it actually looks quite yeah. a bit like him. So, yeah, so that's a bit of Alonzo morning. All right, Woods, we might get straight back into it, eh? Um, Let's do it, Robbie. Thought we might start off with some NBA playoffs today. It's pretty sort of topical given, you know, there's been sort of games on every day this week. Um, look, we've already seen uh, two series in the East end already. Um, yeah, how are you enjoying the game so far, mate? I'm really enjoying them, um, you know, and... I guess I want to start off by talking about Jason Tatum a little bit, right? Um, I think the guy's just been ridiculous on both ends of the floor. And uh, in my opinion, he's probably that playoffs MVP so far, you know? Um, and the way he's been shutting down Durant with his defense has been a pleasant surprise, right? Sure um, and we're watching him become a superstar before our eyes. And, you know, pretty slow start to the season. We're pretty critical of the Celtics early on. But I think Udoka's got that group playing really well. They're all buying in to to his, his beliefs and his system. And, and it starts with Jason Tatum, the leader of that team. Uh, and, and yeah, that's that's definitely one thing that I've noticed. Also, I want to quickly talk about the Grizzlies. That's not, mm. I mean, although they've had a very impressive season, um, I just want to say, I don't think they're quite ready to make a deep playoff run yet. I mean, it's been a funny series against Minnesota, hasn't it, so far? Definitely. I mean, Minnesota should have actually won the series by, by now, right? Because the Grizzlies are up 3-2, but you, you look back to Game 3 and the game today, um, which you can speak on um, a little bit, um, yeah. it, it could be 4-1 Minnesota's way, right? But, uh, yeah, and uh, no regard for human life today with that Jammer and dunk as well. I've got to mention that, oh, right? that was ginormous, wasn't it? He certainly uh -huh. gone for a few of those this year, but that was massive, wasn't it? So, yeah. No, good call. I mean, yeah, I mean, so... I don't know. You're right, though. Minnesota's definitely seemed like they probably had the edge in some of those games. Yep. I think Memphis will get through in that series, but yeah, you're probably right. I'm not sure whether they'll go an extra series after that. Um, obviously, we'll wait and see. What is What do you think has got the most chance of going seven woods? Any of the series? 
Yeah, look, I mean, I thought that Phoenix and New Orleans series might have a chance of going Still seven, but just it? the next game, yeah, New Orleans, it could definitely be three three after that. But I mean, I guess that's one of the few chances now because that was probably my next question to you. Obviously, we've got two series tomorrow. We've got um, that are basically three one at the moment. So, I mean, are you expecting either the Bucks or Golden State to not advance tomorrow, and, and maybe a potential road upset there? Or? No, no, I think both those series will finish off tomorrow, right? Because Gen- they're, gentlemen they're... sweep, right, with a four one record. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. So look, we must sort of mention, I guess, look. There's only going to be one team that was swept in the first round and unbelievably it was the Brooklyn Nets there so a team sort of along with the Lakers at the start of the year that people talked about for you know um, you know world championship sort of chances there what was your sort of take on that it was a very interesting uh, series I thought you know like you said before Tatum totally sort of dominated that he really outplayed Durant Kyrie had his moments. Um, you know, we had a few, you know, Steph Curry games. We had, you know, Nick Claxton missing a thousand free throws yesterday. Um, and we also had some guy dressed up in a clown outfit on the bench for a couple of the games, although I didn't see him the last game. But yeah, he's. It did look like he had like a, a clown outfit on, which was pretty interesting. But yeah, what was your take on that series? Yeah, I mean, we have a group chat with, with Stu from the Sports Blokes, and he's been talking to us a lot about their defense and, you know, how they're a bit too small. And I also want to talk a little bit about the fact that they had so many guys coming in and out of the lineup this year. They started off with James Harden, you know. Uh, they've had distractions with trades and Ben Simmons coming in. And, you know, you, as a group, you want to learn to play together, you know, and get yeah. familiar with the people around you. And I just think that uh, they haven't actually had that continuity this year. Kyrie coming in and out of the lineup, depending on when he can and can't play. Things like that haven't actually helped that lineup. Does so. anything go back on Steve Nash Woods? Or do you think he'll get a bit of a pass this year, just given all those sort of reasons you, you spoke about before? Yeah, I think Steve Nash has got what it takes to be a good coach in this league, right? And let's give him a proper... Uh, preseason with the group um hopefully ben simmons i mean you can speak on ben simmons but you know let's just hope that he comes back speaking about him to be honest mate i was going to say to you though what did you think of stephen a smith's comments about him that was pretty um you know i don't have the exact quotes in front of me but he basically said he's the most unprofessional sports person he's ever seen in any sports in the last 30 years i mean that's pretty sort of damning comments i mean i made a joke with someone the other day would it shock you if you were to you know pick up your phone in three six twelve months time pick it up and there's a comment saying that Ben Simmons is retired from the NBA, it probably wouldn't shock me. Ah. And he was the only one ex-player. Derek Martin came up with a, uh, a, a comment recently, and a few others followed suit and uh, followed suit and had some things to say. So I mean, it's up to him next year to really come out and prove himself um, in preseason. And and because the guy is getting paid a lot of money, we've said it a lot a lot of times Lord. before. So uh, it's we up to him. All, to, we should yeah. also say as well, Woods. We've talked about mental health. It's something we both sort of you know treat seriously. In that, if it's you know what is going on with Simmons, we I mean I really and I'm sure you do hope that he does get the help that he needs there. Um, I just think a couple of times with him, it's really becoming a little bit of that boy cried wolf type thing. You know, he says he's got some back injury, and then he rocks up to the game wearing the before mentioned clown outfits. Now, as you know, Woods, I get very bad backs from time to time, right? Where I've been close yep. to sort of being in an ambulance before it's been so bad. Now, when my back goes like that, I can't stand, walk for maybe a week or whatever. I certainly wouldn't be going to a stadium, sitting on the benches and those sort of things. And I was watching the way he was sort of moving around in that didn't seem to be a lot of back pain there in my mind. So potentially it is the more psychological sort of stuff there. But look, either way, I felt like we've, we've spoken a lot about him over these 30 um, podcast episodes. I think probably because we care about him. We've seen what he can do. You know, he's a fellow Australian, although 
Anyway, no, I'm not going to go and say more because I feel like I'm I'm digging him now. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. The the, the comment is though, you know, he, he gave up on LSU, as Shaq said. You know, he gave yep. up on uh, the the Philadelphia 76ers. He gave up on the Australian team, not just yep. at the Olympics. Other times, he's he's not you know come and represented the country with pride and distinction like everyone else does. 100%. And you feel that he's done it again here with his Nets team. Could have just come out and played a fourth game, given him five ten minutes, a little bit of a spark. You know, you got the whole season to recover from whatever you know niggle you have. Um, but yeah, I mean. Let's just see what happens next year, right? It would He's have been got, interesting yeah. if he had played in that game four games. They said he would have become the first player in NBA history to get knocked out of consecutive playoff games in two consecutive games. So his last game would have been the game when uh, Trey tore him to shreds in um, Eastern Conference last year, and then it would have been a game back. But obviously we didn't get that. So we'll wait and see what happens next year. Like I said, I hope he comes back. But... Well, if Nicholas Claxton hit maybe two or three more of his free throws, then, you know, Nets would be taking it to a game five now, right? How One from that, 11. How is that possible, honestly? One from 11. Uh, is, is that, that's got to be close to a record. It's the worst. I mean, you and I could go to any court now. We could do Rick Barry style underarm yep. free throws. We could do our opposite hand. Grandma style, granny I, style. I, I almost reckon if I was at the free throw line doing those over-the-head ones, if I had a few practice shots before doing it, I'd make a couple of those. I certainly wouldn't miss 11 in a row. I mean, that's just... <laughs> He should give some paychecks back, but you're right though. I mean, that was a pretty close game, and he missed, you know, all those free throws. So that just shows you you probably can't put all the blame on sort of, you know, the stars on the team. And we needed other guys for, for Brooklyn to step up there. So, can uh, I ask you one thing, Robbie? Have we seen the last of Blake Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge in the NBA? Aldridge barely did he even play in that no. series? So no. yeah, I'd say probably the answer would be he might be the first one gone. I'd say the fact that Griffin. Has got oh, he not that he's really showed it, but he's still got a few passing skills. You can hit down an open three potentially if he's open. I wouldn't be surprised if he hangs around another year, but I would not be surprised. He can hit an open three. I don't think he did well, this year, right? No, I don't think he did either. But, <laughs> but he didn't really get the ball in fairness. But yeah. yeah, it was pretty sad to see. I mean, I saw him on that last play. Basically, when he ran down, I think Marcus Smart had the ball. He played pretty good D. Kyrie decided, you know, professional basketballers don't know how to box out, so he basically just stood there and and let um, Big Al Horford put in that sort of deciding basket there. Yep. But yeah, we'll watch with interest with that. But um, you know, that's probably been the last time we mentioned Brooklyn for a while. But I thought it was probably you know time yep. that we sort of talk about some of that. So all right, so we might stick with the NBA theme. Woods, um, we'll get the black armbands on. We'll pour out a a drink there, and we'll do a little bit of a a, a Hawks talk. Right? Yep, let's do it. All right, so I was just going to say, pretty ordinary few days of basketball results in my teams there, Woods. Um, obviously, with the, the news with Perth not making the NBL playoffs, um, and then obviously we saw Miami wrap up a, a pretty convincing, sorry, I probably, probably should say very convincing 4-1 result. Um, yep. I think Miami were the stronger, more re, more well-rounded team, a lot more physical, a lot more sort of bullying them there. What are your sort of thoughts about that? Obviously, disappointment, I'm sure, but yeah, what was your take on that series in general? Yeah, look, I mean... Miami came with, you know, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, you know, like somewhat of a big three, you know, and they've got so many different guys that can contribute. Um, and, you know, when all of those guys are out um, with injuries at various times in the year, right, the other guys, the role players stepped up and had, and, and had more of a role to play. And that put them in a good position come playoff time because they'd had them reps into them, right? Yeah. Um, and... You know, I was going to say with someone like Trey, um, what I've seen is just talking about Miami and them having some somewhat uh, a three-headed monster. Um, he's a fantastic player, but um, I think he needs a top-tier player to support him for the Hawks to make a splash in the East next year, right? Mm, um, yeah. and, and Hawks have a lot of assets they need to use uh, potentially to get someone to join him. And then Trey might get a co-star, which can help him. And that someone also needs to have a, a high level of, of, of defensive prowess. I mean... 
Their defense is ranked 26 in efficiency, and, and that was a problem for them all season, as you know. Yeah. Uh, and when Young's on the court, as good as an offensive player is, as, as he is, the, their defense, defensive efficiency drops considerably. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying they're a better team without Trey on the court, but they need to get a better balance of players here for you know, his shortcomings on that end of the floor. And as I alluded to earlier, uh, an elite-level player with defensive chops to put alongside him you know, would be ideal. A Jimmy Butler type. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You're not a big fan of Jimmy Butler, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Um, and injuries as well. You know, it's certainly t- taking a toll on this roster all year. That starting lineup that lost the Eastern Conference Finals last year: Trey Young, Bogdanovich, uh, Red Velvet, John Collins, and Clint Capella. Yeah. They started um, only nine games this year. Um, mm. You know, going eight-one in those nine games. So. Yeah. Uh, and they missed more than 50 games, that group of players. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, look, you've definitely sort of raised some good points there, Woods. I mean, something I've noticed over the years, I just think there's a lot of inconsistent players on the Hawks. And I think Kevin Hurd is someone that can, you know, have one game where he gets, you know, 27 points and he could get, you know, two points the next. So he's been someone that's been sort of really disappointing, I reckon, Kevin Hurd. I think he hasn't taken that next step. Um, John Collins is probably the big one. I mean, look, they signed him, you know, a big contract there. Um He's had a lot of health issues this year, but he just hasn't seemed like really a shell of himself. I mean, if you were sort of watching that series against Miami for the first time, and you would not have believed he was the Hawks' sort of second best player and someone that, you know, I predicted was maybe a chance to sort of make an all-star game over the next couple of years. So not quite sure what's going on with JC there. I hope they sort of sort that out in the off-season. He comes back motivated and sort of ready for that next year, I guess. Um, yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah, um, look, in terms of sort of the, the makeup of the team there, I think it's definitely bye-bye to Lou Williams and to Gallo, you know, kind oh. of thanks to your service. I expect Lou Williams will probably retire to the strip clubs, um, Gallo will find another role somewhere, but it's going to be on a lot reduced money that he's been earning the last few years now. So, yeah. I mean, people have mentioned it. I'd love to see him maybe do like a, you know, some sort of maybe a three for one trade um, to try and sort of shore up, you know, trade three of our players for obviously a, a, the mar- a marquee type player that, like you said, can play with Trey. Yeah. Only issue with that now is I think um, DeAndre Hunter's probably proven that he may be the second best player on the team. You know, he's overall I defense. Agree. He yep. was amazing today. He had a great series. He was probably, well, he was our best player against Miami there's no way that we can make one of those trades and not give him up so that's also a bit of a worry there too I mean I think we made the right move getting rid of um, Cam Reddish just because he wasn't a great locker room presence but you know that was a high draft pick we gave up and got nothing for we've got to make sure if we are going to get rid of um, of Hunter there that we get something back in return um, and also was in terms of that roster makeup there um, I've sort of wondered as well could the Hawks look at potentially getting rid of Capella who's got pretty good trade value do you think Onyeka Okongu is capable of being a starting center at this stage. Um, what, what's your thoughts on, on that? I definitely think it's worth biting the bullet and using uh, Capella as an asset to bring mm-hmm. back, you know, that, that player I talked about. John yep. Collins as well. I mean, as much as, you know, I know how much you love him and, you know, I'm a fan of his as well, though. We could cut ties with him, right? You know. What about, Woods, if you could give up, say, Capella, Kevin Herter and Bogey, who I wouldn't want to get rid of, but you've got to give up stuff to get in return. So maybe that could be a potential trio sort of package that they offer and try and get someone back. And I guess if you did that, you'd probably want to have JC at the four, uh, on Yekka at the five there. So you'd really be looking at getting a two or three in return there. So it just, it just sort of depends on who's out there. I guess they don't grow on trees, those sort of you know, swing man positions. But... Yeah, I, I agree. That's that's possible to keep that those three together. Something about JC, I know you mentioned him a bit earlier, you know. I wanted to ask you, like, he, he's not getting many looks this series. You know, he's not involved in the offense as much. You know, is yeah. there any reason for that? Is that on, on him to go and 
do more? Is that Nate McMillan? Or he just seemed like a bit disengaged during yeah, the series. No, you know? I mean, what happened to those big alley-oops that Trey would always yep. throw to Collins? We just, just a fixture of sort of Hawks games. I mean, I wonder whether his injuries, he's had a couple of combined sort of ones there, whether maybe he's just not as healthy and he tried to, to do his best to get out there. Maybe we're here like in the off-season, he's having multiple surgeries or something. Not quite sure. But yeah, it's a bit of a surprise. And I would have thought against some of those big guys to Miami, he could have really held yeah. his own. But, you know, getting, what was he getting about, you know, 10 points a game and five or six rebounds, it just wasn't what we're expecting with with um jc there so now i appreciate that woods also wanted to say as well i know there's going to be a lot of hate about trey um rightfully so he had an absolutely terrible series but i'd just like to say to all the haters out there that may have only watched him for the first time all season in this playoffs and if you're one of those people you know who you are right you know who you are so what i like to say there he had an amazing season he played 76 odd games um incredible season against all types of defenses and every team in the nba there so i certainly don't think it's doom and gloom i'm still really proud of what trey gave us this year um scored the most points in the nba had the most assists in the nba his percentages were much improved although they were terrible in the series but i think he did he made some big steps this year so people that actually watch the games this year will probably understand what i'm talking about but like i said there will be a bit of hatred coming his way and i hope he's prepared for that so i think there's no sort of denying he will get some so all right, Wood. So that's the we've poured the drink out now for the Hawks. Um, I guess Hawks talk will have a bit of a hiatus now until unless we sort of make that three for one trade or something sort of interesting goes on there. But yeah, man, it's been fun sort of talking about them every few weeks anyway. So, all right, Woods, are you ready for a little bit of NBL talk? Oh hell yeah, man! Um, if I heard rightly, the playoffs start this week. Is that right or tomorrow night, brother? Tomorrow night. Okay, right. And so, um, so who who are the Wildcats? Oh shit, I didn't make it today. Alright, I don't actually don't want to do this segment now, but look. Can we rewind at the start of the season when I just gave you a little bit of a gripe? Could this be the year that the Wildcats, uh, you know? The first year. year. I still, I still think like, you know, they do need to get some credit, right, for having all that time they played on the road. There's no denying, although, you know, they got some results in there. There's no doubt when they got home, they were mentally fatigued or physically fatigued. You know, it was a big thing to be away from their families for so long. Um, I think we talked on this podcast, and I forget who it was with. We had a guest that week. They had nine games at home. How many do you think they'll win sort of thing? I think all of us thought seven, or maybe they could get on a run and win eight. So they won three. Three, three, three man. Lost six. Three out of those last nine. I believe every sort of single team beat us on our home court there. And, you know, it's games like at the end of the season for the Wildcats, you know, when they lost to Adelaide or, you know, even that Got hammered. Southeast Melbourne. <laughs> they did, yeah. You know, they were embarrassed when the Kings came to town a few weeks ago. So, yeah, pretty disappointing. I mean, it's still probably sinking in for me, to be honest. Um, it still doesn't feel real. I guess maybe when the playoffs start tomorrow and I see that the Wildcats aren't out there. Um, look, I don't want to turn this into a Scott Morrison bashing session, Woods. Um, I've probably said a few things probably offline to you, um, you know, in the last week or so. Um, look, that roster when he came here, there was already, I think, seven or eight players on the team. So he clearly didn't have a say in the construction of that roster. I think Frazier might have been the only one that he might have had some sort of say coming in, maybe Hodgson towards the end. I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, I just didn't kind of like the way he handled things. Um, I'm pretty sure that he will be coming back for next season. All indications are, you know, he's been doing all the player exit interviews. That sounds to me like someone that they are going to come back for that second season. Um, what the Wildcats need to do, and they need to urgently do it with this bloke, is get him some media training because I've never seen a coach come in and just be so 
so combative and just like unfriendly towards people in the media that are asking questions that they're paid to do. You know, we've seen him yell at teenagers this year, asking questions. We've seen him just be just generally surly and just not giving anything in these press conferences. Um, the thing that really pissed me off, and I know it did a few Wildcats fans, including other fans in, you know, that have the same surname as me and my family, the way he walked off the court at the end, that's not going to be something I, I forget anytime soon. I thought it was disgraceful. It basically, it's like, right, leave the players to sort of deal with this. It was almost like he wanted to get off because he was worried that, you know, he might get booed by the home crowd or whatever his sort of reasons were. I know he obviously showed back after that for the press conference, but absolutely poor form by Scott Morrison doing that. And that's not what a leader of a, a, a class organisation like yep. the Wildcats should do. So if he does come back, for God's sake, please get the guy some media training. Um, I was told when I was a kid, Woods, treat people how you want to be treated, right? I've told you that before. Sure. You know I live by that motto. So Morrison needs to do the same. You know, if people are asking him legit fair questions about, you know, things that might have distracted the team or why they might not be doing this and that. How about you answer, answer in a civil way, right? And then people will have some more respect for you. And when the going does get tough like this, people aren't going to try and throw you under the bus because you've been an absolute jerk to them all season. So I've probably had, I've probably had my say with that, Woods. Um, wanted Rob, to get that off my chest. Um, yeah, so while I agree with you, man, totally agree with you, right? The guy needs some training, he needs to speak better, right? I just want to play devil's advocate a little bit here, right? You can't put everything that happened this season on him, right? No, you know, as far as his, his work on the floor, you know, he, he came in late, you know, as he, as he said. He didn't really have a training camp with his team. A lot of that stuff was done over Zoom. We were going through yeah. COVID. Like, his coaching on the floor is, is not necessarily as... Shouldn't come under as much criticism as it is. Yes, off the floor, the way he handles himself needs a bit of work. But I would give him another year. Give him a little bit of a, a time to like um, have some say, as you said, in the construction of the roster. Um, and I think that even though they had a Vic Law type uh, and a, a Bryce Gordon type, they really missed like a Nick Kay or John Mooney, someone like that, man. If they had someone like that to go alongside Law and... Uh, and uh, Cotton this year uh, un under Roth's um, tutelage, I think yeah. that team would have done a lot better. And, and yeah, fair well, play to they, yeah. might, they yeah. might shake up that team a bit. Woods, like you know, there's guys like Todd Blanchfield who doesn't seem like he's you know one of Morrison's favourites. I'd be surprised if he's back. Guys like Kevin White might have come to the end of the line now. Oh, for sure. Look, Hodgson was a big recruit there. He was a bit disappointing, wasn't he? You know the. There's a stat today, the more minutes he played, the worse their record was. But I still think him and Majok Majok is a decent two-headed monster there. So if you can keep those two Aussies there and try and shore up the imports around other positions, maybe that's the way to go. Cotton will definitely be back. I, I'd actually probably be surprised if Vic Law's back, to be honest, man. I think he wouldn't be surprised if he ends up somewhere else, whether it's another NBL team or perhaps tries to, to chase the money in Europe. I think he's probably not quite NBA ready, although... The D.D. Lazada test would. Um, if you're an NBA GM, would you have that guy who's basically useless or Vic Law? So we know the answer for that one. Um, yeah. But look, that's probably the end of my Wildcats rant. Um, I've got it off my chest now. It feels better. Um, I'll probably be able to sleep a bit tonight. You know, I won't have to sort of keep sort of, you know, having these bad memories of the season. So, all right, let's talk some positive stuff now, Woods. Obviously, we're wearing these jerseys today for a reason, right? Yep. Um, tell us a little bit about the Jack Jumpers and, and how amazing that was that they made the playoffs uh, in their first year. Just amazing. 17 wins in their first year. I said it last week, you know, um, Homicide comes up with some hot takes and a lot of them are right. And this is another one of them, right? And um, look, uh, I don't know. Did you see Matt Kenyon's video that he took and posted on Instagram yeah. at his house? Yeah. I mean... I think it was uh, McIntosh, Magne, Kenyon, and McVeigh, maybe a couple of others watching that last game on TV. And when SEM beat Perth, they were going on, going absolutely nuts. You know, yeah. so good to see that they were embracing each other, hugging each other, like you know, 
you know, like Christmas had come early or something, man, they were so happy. And that just embodies this team, right? And how much it means to them. And in the heart and soul, the heartbeat of that team is Scott Roth, who was just announced as coach of the year uh, in I the awards. It, night. Okay, he did get it. So, well deserved, well deserved. yeah, so his team goes where he goes. And they had great leaders on this team, you know, a, a guy like uh, Jack McVeigh, who's, who's, you know, sitting embodiment of, of a great human being as well, you know. Sure. You got a guy like Scott Roth, Roth at, at the top of, uh, as, as the coach, right? And, and the guy's jersey you're wearing, Josh Majed, who, who controls the tempo of the game, as you said, a veteran, you know, um, who's been around the block. So having these leaders um, and, you know, having that mentality of defense comes first. Um, it's unbelievable. I mean, if, if you said they were going to be anything better than 8th, ninth, or 10th, I think Peter Hooley said this on, at the awards night, at the, uh, the start of the awards night today, you were lying if you said they were going to be higher than that. Yeah, right? If anyone comes out now and says that, because there was a lot of teams' discards. I mean, they got homicide. Homicide said it. All right, we'll give it to him. Right, sure. but that's it. Right? Homicide's had a lot of takes that haven't been right over the years as well. So we must <laughs> say that too. But but honestly, though, they got a lot of sort of discards from other teams, didn't they? I mean, I know the guys the Wildcats sort of gave up. I mean, you know, I don't think they were too concerned about giving up people there. But all these guys have sort of gone there and they've played the role. The whole you know city and the whole state has embraced them. So. It has been good to see, hasn't it? And, and Robbie, I think, you know, the awards night was, was today. Next week, we'll probably compare our choices at the start Sounds of the season. While we're out of yeah. Woods, why don't you yeah. talk us through a couple of those awards? I know you're all over that tonight. I was sort of doing dinner and other stuff that time. But tell us a couple of those main sort of awards there. Yeah, so Keanu Pinder wins the most improved player. Mm. Antonius Cleveland wins the defensive player of the year. No issues with that, yep. Um, you've got... Uh, Scott Roth winning the coach of the year. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Adams crowned MVP. Um, and the, the first team and the second team, I'm just trying to bring them up here, man. See I if know I can that um, there's a, bit, a little bit of controversy going around on sort of NBL Twitter about Cooks making the, the second team. Um, so I don't know what you thought. Yeah, Cook, Cooks made the second he team. He clearly had an amazing season. I think Josh um, Josh Adams made the second team as well. From Josh Adams. Yeah. yeah, that's what I want to talk about, Josh Adams. You know, I had him as the scoring champ at the start of the year. I think he might have come in the top 10 somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, that was really good to see that they put, put him in there. Um, Cleveland made first team. Um, JLA, Bryce Cotton. So, yeah, rookie of the year. Bull- yeah, yeah, so Kyle, yeah, JLA, Bryce Cotton, Adams. Yeah. yeah. Bull call one rookie of the year. Six I'm just man? trying to bring up these. Uh... Six man was probably. Six man was Shay Illy. Uh, Shay Illy, so brother. Bra- that was a bit Bratton of a surprise. Bates didn't win it. I was close on that yeah. prediction at the start of the year, wasn't I? Yeah. But you're um... right, though. We will sort of bring up our sort of predictions and, you know, the full disclosure there. I'll, you know, I'll sort of give myself a wrap over the knuckles for picking Joe Chi for MVP and all those sort of things. But no, we'll have a chat about that next week and sort of talk through it. But um, look, as I said, I didn't get to see it. It sounds like yep. they put on a pretty good awards night there. Um, did hear there was quite a few commercial breaks going on, but hey, we got to do that to pay the bills, I suppose. But all right. So hey, uh, one more thing I wanted to ask you, man, yeah, yeah. quickly. Um, we had the celebrity game, Ooh. okay? The Sydney King Starlight Foundation yep. celebrity game, right? I was there, definitely. Um, and... A bit of controversy that came out of it. I don't know if you saw Nick Kyrgios dominating the game, right? I saw the yeah. Well, Steve Caffeine has come out and absolutely slammed him. You know, he said, mm. this guy's been blocking shot. He, he was bl- blocking the Premier. He's bl- blocking Miss World, refusing yeah. to come out of the game, scoring on everybody, you know, like hunting for the MVP award. Yeah. And, and Caffeine said, this guy showed no sportsmanship in doing this. It's about raising money for a good cause. Was Caffeine right in saying that? It was interesting, wasn't it? Cuff and I certainly didn't hold back, and they almost asked him to, you know, did you were you sort of being serious? And he sort of doubled down on his comments there. I mean, look, I must admit, I I sort of tend to agree with Mr. Magic on that one. Um, from what I saw with the highlights, you know, Curios was just, you know, basically 
you know, I think sometimes you've got to realize it's a celebrity game. You are playing against people of differing ages, you know, different sizes, different fitness levels and stuff. I mean, you look at some of those guys on the court, there was a lot of battlers there. Let's face it, some people that, you know, look like they barely even have played a game of basketball in their lives there. So I think people, once they get on the court, they do get kind of that that fever, like we call it white line fever on the football field. We've seen it in NBA celebrity games. You get the person that always plays a little bit hard there and stuff. So, look, I'm not going to sort of deny the guy for playing hard. He put on a bit of a show there and that. The stuff with him not coming out for subs and do all that stuff, that's a bit a bit lame if you ask me. But I'll throw it back at you, Woods. What did you think? You sort of saw it happening live. Were you sort of, did you have any problems seeing it live or? No, I don't really mind it. You know, like you got a lot of coverage on the league and, you know, mm. Kyrgios is a big name. But, you know, yeah. I, I see I see what Mr. Magic is saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same point, you know, Kyrgios is a showman, man. You know, would you, would you expect anything different from Nick Kyrgios? Exactly right. No, there's no yeah. surprise there, is it? So, yeah, no, nah, all good. And, and Kyrgios has come out and said, if you look how much I do, you know, for the foundation and I'm contributing and, mm. you know, for him to be such a big ambassador for the sport in Australia and come to all our Kings game and support the team like he does, I got a lot of love for Nick. So It's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't type things in that situation there. You know, he's obviously the most skilled player on the court. He wanted to show it, but he probably just maybe went a little bit too hard there. But yep. no, good. that was good sort of talking about that. Well, look, before we finish up with the, um, I guess, the NBL talk woods, obviously we mentioned it at the start of the show, the yep. playoffs start tomorrow night. So yep. we've got games, I think, um, basically from tomorrow night all the way through to Tuesday if they go to game three. Um, but we might give some quick predictions. Um, you want to start off with that? I got the Kings in three, right? Uh, I know that home court advantage is is tough, but I, I, I they could do it in two, actually. You know, I know you said offline you think the Illawarra is going to sweep it, but Jalen Adams is healthy, he's back, um, and I got to say my Kings, man. I, I, okay, no, I'm going to say Kings. Enough. I'm going to say Kings in two. They're going to no. get it done on Friday and Sunday. We're not going to see a game three, right? I'm going to say the opposite. I'm not being that Kings hater thing, but I just love this this Illawarra team. So I'm going to say Illawarra will win in two. I think the Kings have been a little bit shaky at home. I think they've lost their last maybe two or three home games. Two, two. They've been close ones, you know. But I think you know, two Illawarra's, out. Yeah, yeah. Illawarra's shown they can sort of win anywhere. So I think Illawarra will get that um, the first win on Friday, and then they'll sort of um, back up on Sunday and they'll, they'll finish it there. And so. I think they'll send the Kings home. So, um, what do you think about the other series? I reckon Melbourne can take uh, Melbourne and Tasmania is going to go to three games, right? Yeah, uh, I so think each, just the home team winning sort of thing. Is that what you think? Yeah, that's exactly what I think, right? Yeah. How excited would you be if tomorrow night, if the Jack Jumpers beat Melbourne and they had a chance to go back and basically win one game and make the grand final? How good would that be? Well, we saw that with Illawarra last year when they beat your Perth Wildcats in Game One in RAC Arena, right? Mm. You remember that? Yeah. They had a chance to close it out uh, at the Win Entertainment Center last year yeah. and failed. So it actually put some pressure on you, man. Do you know? Like, Woods, do you like the playoff format? Obviously, we have the three game first round, five games for the no. grand final. Do you like no. it? So you don't like I do it. not. So we need to have five and five. Five and five. Okay. Yeah. This series deserves five. This, this, yeah. this Sydney and Illawarra series. I agree. Settle, settle on a number and then do it that. It just seems weird. I mean, I know the NBA did that years ago, didn't they? Those earlier rounds were best of five. Just the first round. Just, just the first round. But when you've only got, you know, four teams making the finals and just a semi-final round. I agree. Make it a best of five. There's more revenue there. I don't know why it's like that. And, and coaches series. can, you know, make some adjustments and it can be a proper series. Three games, you blink and it's gone. And you look at the logistics, what it would have been this year. It would have been pretty easy for travel, wouldn't it? Melbourne and Tasmania, two closest teams together. Sydney and Illawarra, two closest teams together. So that would have worked out well in terms of that. And, and the NBL reduced from 36 to 28 game regular season this year, mm. right? Yeah. You know, so I mean, they're playing eight less games in the regular season. So why not have two more games in the semifinals? I don't think it hurts anybody, man. Sure. Right. All right. So I've got Melbourne and Illawarra in the final. Um, you've got Sydney and Melbourne in the final. Who's your prediction to go all the way? Uh, Sydney, man. Of course. Yeah. Who else? 
I told Jaden as well, man. I reached out to Jaden. I said, man, if our teams were in the final, you know, I'm going to come out to Melbourne and watch a game with you. And he said, like, I'm thinking of coming to Sydney to watch a game with you. So, you know, it'll be pretty nice. Yeah, I'll stick with the Hawks just because I want some sort of basketball team that's called the Hawks to win this year. But look, <laughs> either way, I think it's going to be a great final series. I am I am sad inside that the, the Mighty Wildcats aren't going to be there. But we'll start off another streak now and, and hopefully get it. I, I think I was, you know, I was basically in primary school the last time they didn't make it. They'd only, you know, I'd only sort of been following those first couple of years. So crazy to think that the streak's over. But I guess all good things come to an end. So, all right, good stuff, Woods. Well, I thought just before we get into your favourite segment, which I know yep. you're pumped about as always, um, thought we'd have to talk a little bit about NBL 1. Um, For sure, man. So I know obviously sort of, you know, um, followers of us would have seen on Twitter this week, I posted the picture with me and the GOAT, Lauren Jackson. Um, so that was just an amazing experience for me there. I got to um, basically call the Aubrey games for KO Sports there, so Aubrey against the Hills Hornets, um, which was great. Um, you know, but just for me, meeting Lauren Jackson and sort of getting to know her a little bit as a person there, she was so gracious, um, you know, shared a few laughs with her, and it was really good sort of seeing just how excited people were meeting her. I mean, there was, you know, little girls going up to her. There was grumpy old men like me going up to her and meeting him, <laughs> people a lot older than me and everyone from all sort of walks of life were going up to her and she was just as friendly with each person, you know, and had all the time for her and that there, which I always like seeing stuff like that. So that was pretty cool, I thought. Um, in terms of how she went in the game, so she was pretty good once. She played 19 minutes against the Hornets there and put up um, 36 points and 15 rebounds in that 37-point win. So she was amazing. The way she uses her body down low to get those seals on the defender, and obviously she had the height advantage there. You see that photo, Woods? I was eye-to-eye eye with her. So I was actually a bit disappointed. I thought she was going to be a bit taller in the in the, um, in the the flesh there, but obviously she's put on a lot of weight. I think she might be 20 to 25 at least kilos beyond her sort of playing weight back then. So she was big. I mean, big sort of body. So she was just moving girls around like they were ragdolls there. Um, and as well, just her shooting, her free throws were automatic. She'd do that sort of trailer on the Blake, on the, the fast break where she just pull up for the you know the three at the top there so as i said it was a real honor there we don't know how long she'll be playing there you know she could pick up an injury and decided to throw in the towel here and there um should mention that aubrey girls team as well we had the japanese national point guard Aya hamada on the team she was amazing she was so quick um she really ran the the tempo yep. of the game really well so I think having Hamada there along with Lauren Jackson, I mean, I think that Aubrey team would definitely be sort of one of the, you know, if not the favourite to win that NBL 1 East for the women there. So, um, look, you know, I try not to talk about NBL 1 East every time we sort of bring this up because I have been following the other games. You know, you see some of the, the ones in Melbourne and Perth. There's some amazing players there. But did want to mention I'll also be commentating this Sunday Woods to see the Hills Hornets against um, Illawarra. So this Illawarra team is pretty loaded. So they've got Kiwi Gardner on the team who played um, G League um, for the Golden State Warriors affiliate. Very exciting player. They've got our boy, actually, because he's someone that played for both of our teams, Lucas Waxy Walker. Um, and they just added another guy to their team last week. Um, people may remember seeing him about a month ago for 80s night at the Illawarra dressed <laughs> up as Shaggy. Now, I've got to say, when that first came on, I thought he was dressed up as a drag queen. I didn't realize it was Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, so apologies to Oscar Former. But, yeah, I get to call... The big O. The big O. I get to call all three of those guys this weekend. So looking forward to that. A little bit worried about the Hornets, how they're going to go against a team with that sort of um, talent there. But um, I know you'll be coming out to see another game soon, Woods. It just hasn't worked out well with the games. They seem to keep playing the same time that the Kings are playing. It's yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's happening this weekend. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, the Kings will, will be out in two games anyway. So, you better come to the next yeah, game, Come on, so. man. Oh, hey, keep doing your thing, man. Doing a great job. And <laughs> you're getting the recognition you deserve, man. So, uh, Thanks, yeah. Mate. Uh, very fun. It's just, 
you know, it's been fun sort of going there each week. It's, you know, going to work as such, but, you know, going in with a smile on my face and leaving the place, you know, five, six hours later with an even bigger smile on my face. So thanks for the support, Woods, and all the people who sort of reached out and left comments about that this week. So, all right, it seems like it might be the time now, Woods, for, as I said before, your favourite part of the week. Um, what do you got for us this week, bro? I got the 93-94 tops. You know, this is the one with the one gold card in yeah. there. You must be starting to run out of these ones now, right? Or? Yeah, I think I, I think it's the last one. I've got three okay. upper decks. No, I've got one more of these left and okay. three upper decks. So cool, cool. We've had a pretty good run with these ones too. We have. They've all been good packets. So hmm. let's see what we got here. Looking forward to it. Who have we got today? All right. No Danny Manning's please, Woods. I could be uh, <laughs> hearing his name again tonight. Okay. There have been two white guys that have hit really big shots for the Bulls during their championship run. This Go is on, the Pat. second one. This is the second one. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Nice. Look at those shorts. How far that from the knee. No, that's a great one. And uh, obviously current coach of? Pretty, pretty handy coach for the Warriors, isn't he? Yeah. Okay, we've got this guy's card so many times, okay? <laughs> um, probably in every different variety we've got his card, okay? Really? Great three-point shooter. You know, works for works for the oh, for the, 3D. 3D Dennis Scott. It's funny, I don't think we've had that card. I think we have a skybox and with an NBA hoops one. So that's pretty cool there again with rocking those tight shorts. He had that big body size, didn't he, for the guy back then? Straight out yeah, of the yeah. 3D. So I've got his jersey woods. I'll have to wear that one one episode soon, actually. It's a, a nice old Okay, this guy played for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Luke and Long. he has Big, really big guy, and he has the same name as the uh, ex-Cleveland Cavaliers and Lakers coach, currently on the coaching staff at the Golden State Warriors. Um, okay, this guy has got glasses, bold head. He's head coach of the Nigerian national team. Who am I speaking of? Confused me with all those clues you gave at the start. Give me one of those clues at the start again, apologies. Okay, so he's coached the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's mm. coached the LA Lakers. He's uh, on the coaching oh, staff. Mike Brown. Yeah, he's on the coaching staff on Golden State right now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, probably sounds right. Yep. Yeah, Nigerian head coach. Yep. yep His namesake, right. Mike Brown of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow. What can you tell me about him on the backwards? He's not someone I remember too well. Yeah, average between four and seven points a game from 85 through to 92, 93. Played on the Bulls a little bit. Six foot ten, George Washington College. Uh, 69th pick in the third round of the 85 NBA um, draft. So they said about five rounds. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Chicago Bulls legend. Um, then went on to the Simpkins. No, then went on to the Orlando Magic. Then went on to the LA Lakers. Um, and he is not the biggest fan of Michael Jordan at the moment. Horace Grant. I feel like we've pulled a few Horace Grant cards over the time as well. Hey, keeping your eye on which one is the gold card as well, right? Yep, this next one is the gold card. And it's one of your favorite players of all time. Do not tell me Danny Manning. No, it's one of your favorite players of all time. Loves to the rock. Yes, Glenn Rice. Gee, money. Mate, I'll be getting that one off you next time for sure. Love it. Yeah, man. that's the gold one nice. as well, man. It right? Is. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. What? There's this two gold ones in the same packet. When Ooh, does this ever happen? That hasn't happened. That's a double bonus. You sure? Okay. There, there, there is two. Ooh. I don't understand how that happened, but this guy okay. is the... This guy is the... Uh, 
quintessential white guy okay played on that run tmc team i've mentioned him many times on this show Tom, Tom. he's a bit crazy tommy tolbert i don't think i've missed one today woods is going all right yeah tommy <laughs> tolbert. wow that's interesting okay a future scoring leader okay and this guy i'm pretty sure he did become the scoring leader and his jersey's been worn by two guests in the last six weeks of our show Six weeks in the scoring. One more his jersey, one more his jersey. Oh, the Admiral. David Robinson. Nice. What is and that card there? Future yeah. scoring leader. Remember we had the Larry Johnston one yeah, and the right. Charles Barkley one. So Did he that, end up? Is that an insert or has that just got a normal number? That's not like a limited number. Is it just a normal part of the set, I guess, right? Yeah, it's a normal part of the set, but I think yeah. it's an insert, right? Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, and I'm pretty sure that that 71 points he scored on the last night of the regular season gave him the scoring title, didn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Nate, that was interesting. I think Nate, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I think I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> no, you are, you are wrong with that one. Okay, Lakers. Um, I lost you for about five seconds there. Would your internet connections is about as good as some of our guests have been recently tonight? So, you're oh, man, I don't know what's going on. I really uh, apologize, guys. Tell your missus to get off the Netflix or the YouTube, whatever she's doing right now. <laughs> yeah, I told her not to, man. Like, it's never she's been this bad. Sure. Yeah. Okay, La- Lakers forward center Antonio Harvey. Oh, wow. Yeah, don't know much about him, but yeah, I certainly remember the name. Okay, Golden State Warriors guard. Um, I remember this guy uh, vividly. He was charismatic. Um, he had a twenty-two point against game against Miami. Um, suffered a season-ending knee injury in his rookie year. Um, KJ number two Warriors. With the initials, KJ. Mm. Keith Jennings. Oh, wow, that's a player I have not thought about for a long time. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, this one I've I've never heard of this guy. Utah Jazz Walter Bond. Wow. B O N. B O N D. Yeah, Walter oh, Bond. I'm putting. Bond, Bond. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to check that guy Woods because I don't know anything about him either. So you played. Yeah, he played about four seasons. Didn't really set the world on fire. Career averages of five point seven. Yeah, Walter Bond. Wow, that's that's a pretty obscure one right there. Okay, okay. Now you've seen the Magic Johnson documentary, right? Mm. Actually, Woods, Woods. I'm gonna stop you there before you open this next one. You've mentioned the Magic Johnson documentary. What are yep. your thoughts so far? Because I know we're both up today. There's eight episodes, two episodes to go. What are your thoughts? Uh, the Magic Johnson documentary. You're oh, talking, talking about, about Magic or Winning Time. You're talking the Magic. Okay, talk to me about both. What are your thoughts on Winning Time? Quickly. It's been really good to be able to watch Winning Time and also having the Magic documentary at the at the same time because yeah. I've actually been able to a lot of the facts that that have come up in both they're completely correct, man. You know. And, so you, you're. Rec- I mean, I haven't seen the Magic um, Johnson documentary, so you're obviously recommending that to everyone that hasn't sort of oh, seen that Oh, abso- absolutely, man. Like, it's just what brilliant. What is it, four man. episodes or something? Four episodes, it? really good. Yeah. Um, and this man's final card, or second final card I'm going to pull. Um, this this man was Iron Man, Mike Magic Johnson's teammate. Uh, the Virgin. The big, the big Virgin. Yeah. yeah. Air conditioner green. AC Green. She's a bit of a rough card, though. Got any warm-ups there or something? Okay, considering you never missed a game, why are they getting a, a card with a photo of him in the warm-ups? So, <laughs> interesting. Who was that second gold card you got, by the way? Um, Tom Tolbert, right? Oh, no. so Tolbert. And, yeah, so Tolbert and Glenn, and Glenn Rice in the same pack, man. I'll give you the Glenn Rice one along with the other Glenn Rice ones I got. Well, okay, 
this final card, okay, played for the Sydney Kings later on, initially with the Celtics. Who am I talking oh, about? AC Earl. AC Earl, baby. Yeah. Decent card there. He was a big year. What was his height? What, seven one, seven foot? 6'10", man. 6'10", okay. Yeah, well, no, he's a big unit, wasn't he? He's definitely a good sort of defensive player back then. So, ACL, interesting pack there. Nice, nice, nice. yeah. Nice. Pretty good pack. Like yeah. All right, Woods, that kind of gets to that stage where we might start wrapping it up, I think. So, um, look, we always sort of give some corrections last week. I want to sort of own up and apologize for my microphone last week, just as I want Woody to apologize for his internet connection after I finished saying that today. But I don't know what <laughs> yeah. happened with the microphone last week. I had people say, oh, we could hear a dog barking and we could hear, like, crickets and other stuff like that. So not quite sure what happened with that, but either way, I apologize. Woods, would you like to get your internet apology in there? Yes, and actually, I, I bought an Ethernet connector Ooh. for my MacBook and an Ethernet cable, which I didn't plug in today. So. From next week, we shouldn't have any problems in that yeah, department, man. Right. Yeah. yeah, put it in next week. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, please make sure you subscribe to the videos on YouTube. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, please make sure you you, know, you like, rate, and subscribe, and all that sort of cool stuff. Um, so just a um, reminder again where we can be followed um, on Twitter. We've been sort of quite active on, on the old Twitter lately, haven't we, Wood? So yep. um, Twitter handle is at throwbackshoops. Um, Instagram, we're um, throwback.hoops. You putting much stuff on Instagram lately, Woods? I have. I did last week, man. I, I posted okay. all the jerseys, and I think I'll do that again this week, right? Sounds good, yep. And, of course, our email address is just the usual one there, so throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, look, the NBL is going to be wrapping up soon, so we might sort of incorporate a few viewer questions, you know, in the next sort of couple of weeks maybe. So yep. if you've got any questions, just send them through, and we'll try and get to those. Um, Woods, you want to do your sort of plug stuff? Yeah, um, so Patreon, jump on Patreon, look for Throwback Hoops. We'd love your support, as always. Uh, yeah, as, as you said, with, with regards to Instagram, uh, I was at the, the basketball with Jacinta on Sunday, and uh, she's going to give me some tips on how to use my Instagram a bit better because she's more of an <laughs> expert in, the, in, the, in that field there. So you'll see me a bit more active on Instagram. Thanks, Jacinta, for your help. Very good. Uh, look, before we go, Woods, I want to confirm two things with you, right? Yeah. Firstly, I heard a rumor that you purchased four Sydney Kings jerseys last week on one day, four jerseys. I did. Sec second, so that's true. You that is true. That one. Second rumor I heard that you may have won our NBL Fantasy Comp beating Liam Santa Maria, who was basically in the top 20 for the whole year. So I did. Is that true? I did. And, How uh, did you do that? Well, well, I, 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 I captained Xavier Cooks. And, and a captain choice, didn't it? And uh, Liam um, captained uh, my man, Keanu Pinder. And, he, and then he sent me a text today. You saw that. I sent you the screenshot. Mm. Liam said to me, oh, Woody, I shouldn't have captained your boy, Keanu. He let me down, <laughs> right? So, Great effort. Because if only we played in the semis, Woods, I think I had about 150 more points with you and played Liam and he got on fire. But, hey, it all happened at the right time. It comes down to captain's choice a lot in these NBL yep. fantasies, it? especially if you get the guy on that right weekend in a double there. And someone like Cooks, I mean, what did he put up? You know, is it 290 as a captain? Yeah, or something man. Like yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, great sort of effort there. So, all right, Woods, I'm pleased to confirm you did get four Sydney Kings jerseys in one day and you did win our fantasy comp. Um, with that, got anything right to say before we leave? Uh, everyone just enjoy the playoffs, uh, NBL and NBA, and um, we'll do it all again next week. Thanks, good night. Just want to thank everyone for their support and a big uh, peace out from the Throwback Hoops crew. Much love.